0: Well,
1: hey, hey there, happy innovators. Long time, no podcast. How are you all doing today? I hope that you're doing good. I got a cup of coffee here. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. And uh, before I get started with this podcast, I want to remind you to click like or subscribe. Or if you get a chance, you can go to my Patreon page. Check that out. See if you want to help me out. It helps to make these videos not. Just kidding. I am just kidding. But I I wanted to talk about that today a little bit because it's just one of those things. I'm telling you, it drives me crazy. Like every time I'm just kind of like checking something out, you know, on YouTube or anywhere, any social media platform, you know, it's like this fad that won't go away, you know, this call to action, you know, click, like, or subscribe, you know, or like, give me your money, you know, and I just, oh, sometimes it's just like, when will it end? You know, when will the people get it through their heads that you don't need to remind anybody to like and subscribe or to go to your Patreon page. By now, everybody pretty much knows. You know what to do and it's like why would you need to suggest that somebody likes your video you know what I mean if it's good I'll like it and if it's not good I'm not gonna like it (laughs) it's just that simple I don't know maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm way off base but I don't think so I think there are probably some people out there listening to this podcast right now that would agree anyway so do you have your cup of coffee my happy innovators are you ready for a podcast today because I know that it's been a long time since I've made a podcast and you know I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today um, but before I get going I want to mention that I was really really sick so there's actually a good excuse not having a podcast out for so long i I had a really serious bout of influenza the flu and oh man i wanted to die it was terrible and you know when you have the flu anything like with your nose your mouth you know the nasal passages any any ideas of like talking or singing or anything like that you can forget about it i mean it's just awful And uh, last week I made a podcast, you know, because I felt better. So I sat down, I made a podcast. And when I was listening to the playback, I didn't realize how bad I still sounded. So I do have this, uh, you know, podcast I'm throwing away and I'm starting over today. And uh, like I said, I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about. So get your coffee, make sure you're all set. And uh, I'm going to try to make up for lost time. Um, Now, I gotta tell you, I have been introduced, or should I say, I have discovered this new, uh, I guess it's kind of like a conspiracy, I guess. Um, And it's called for lack of a better term, at least as far as I can understand, it's called Mud Flood, M-U-D-F-L-O-O-D. Mud Flood. And it's really kind of hard to describe. And I've been trying to think of how I want to describe it on this podcast to convey it as clearly as possible to you. Okay. But basically, from what I understand... Mud flood conspiracy is basically a conspiracy, okay, to conceal our past, like the the past history of mankind, okay? And the theory, I guess, or the idea, okay, is that a long time ago, really a long time ago, there was an extremely advanced civilization that lived here on Earth. Okay. And I'm not quite sure how long ago. I, I don't have an exact number. I'm kind of confused or it looks a little bit blurry, like on that end. I'm, I'm getting there though. But basically, what happened was this civilization was really, really advanced. And somehow, some way, Okay, there was a massive cataclysm that happened here on Earth. Okay, like a major, you know, tectonic upheaval of some kind or something. And basically, what happened was the Earth was actually flooded with like a layer of mud. Okay, and you know, there are um, like. Examples, okay, in recent history, okay, we're talking like, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, there are examples of this phenomenon happening where when there's an earthquake or in an area or whatever, sometimes the soil underneath the buildings gets rattled and it softens and it loosens and it becomes like a liquid okay this actually happens and whole buildings sink like into the ground i mean not up to the roof but they drop okay they literally sink into the ground okay that has happened in recent history okay um, i think it happened in san francisco like a f- couple years ago or something okay so basically with mud flood. From what I understand, the theory is that there was a civilization, there was some kind of cataclysmic event, and it buried a lot of these buildings. Now, the claim, okay, is that the buildings that existed, like, for this advanced civilization many, many years ago, are actually still here. Like, the buildings weren't destroyed, they just sank, or they were buried... Under a layer of mud, you know, I don't even know if it's like 20 feet or 10 feet of mud, or I don't even know what the claim is. I have to get into it more, but I have this video, and I'll leave the link for the video in the description um, in this podcast. Okay, so you can check out this video that I saw, that really kind of introduced me to a lot of the concepts. So you can, you know, check it out for yourself and. You know, do your own research. (laughs) Isn't that what they say nowadays? Do your own, do your own, do your own research. Anyway. So, yeah, these buildings that they made still exist. And like the claim is that like buildings like the U.S. Capitol building, you know, these Victorian era uh, pieces of architecture that are just, you know, amazing. And they're amazing, like cathedrals in Europe and uh, really all over the world. You know, these buildings that, you know, we kind of have been told that they were built a long time ago, but like by people maybe like 200 years ago. The claim is that that's not true. That these buildings are actually ancient and the civilization was. Way advanced, and that's why these buildings, you know, these famous pieces of architecture are so beautiful and so different from what we get now when there's construction and they make a a new building, you know. Um, and like there are some examples that they, you know, that they were showing, like of buildings that have literally you can tell that something is wrong, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, a very famous uh, building, I think in Florence, Italy, and think about that, okay, Like that building is leaning, okay, and what made it do that, okay, I don't know, I don't know, I don't claim to know, but the claim is that building is like a victim of that cataclysmic event. And it's still standing, it's still there. It didn't get destroyed, but it sank, it's in the ground. And everybody knows the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So that would be a very good example. Okay, but it goes further than that. Okay, and I'm pretty excited about this idea because, like, even if it's not true, like, even if it's fake, it's all BS it's still interesting. And when you check out this video, you'll see what I mean. Um, you know, there is a fan of Pipe Choir PC3, um, who's been using my music for his videos, um, that show the photographic evidence of these mud flood situations. And they're not like far away from where I live. They're actually like right around me. They're they're all around all of us. Okay? Anyway, this dude's name, uh, his channel anyway, is Flatwater Films. And uh if you want to you're free to check out his channel. Um and you can view some of the evidence yourself, you know? Um so there you go. I hope that Flatwater Films doesn't mind that I'm you know mentioning their name here but I figured it's a little bit of free promotion and because he was the first person to come at me with this idea I kind of owed him one so there you go right anyway so I'm not sure how many of the people listening to this are open to ideas like that I am okay I don't know what to think about the flat earth thing. I don't know what to think about the mud flood thing, but I enjoy the idea of going off on a thought experiment and thinking about stuff like that. I mean, it just is like really entertaining, like better than any fiction movie you're going to see this year. You know, I mean, it's really that interesting. And, um, I'll get into a little more like why I think that because it really is something that I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed, but it's a new thing and it's interesting. It's unusual. And, you know, you can't necessarily poo poo it right away. I mean, you really need to pay attention and listen to the facts and... (laughs) Do your own, do your own, do your own research, and um, come up to a conclusion on your own. But um, check this out. One of one of the things, or like one of the claims of the mud flood thing, is that at one time, okay, a long time ago, this civilization had built, I think, what they're called star structures and. Now, in the current time we live, these structures are used, okay, or claimed to be used by the military as like a fortress, you know, that kind of thing. They're shaped like stars, and they have these really intricate geometric shapes, and, you know, and they're written off as, or they're claimed to be by, you know, conventional wisdom or whatever, um... They're claiming that they are fortresses that were built by the militaries all over the world, but the claim from the mud flood, folks, is that these were actually like, like power centers, like they were power sites, and oh, it's fascinating. They they claim that salt water conducts energy, really well. Okay, so um, there are all these canals. That they're like everywhere in Europe and the idea or the thinking is that they were doing that to bring that salt water inland like to where they were so they could tap into that energy and what they were doing I guess from the best I can understand is like you know you have like these massive buildings like cathedrals you know and they have like the spires that go up really high you know and uh the claim okay the idea is that what they what those actually were a long time ago were antennas and like you know we hear stories like oh this cathedral was built in the year 1000 you know and we're like oh that's like really nice and oh it's old that's interesting well the claim i guess from the these mud flutters <laughs> mud flutters Um, is that these were originally used for something else. And they they were built way long ago, like way longer than the year 1000, you know? Um, Oh, it's fascinating. And and as they explain what their thinking is, you know, they show like a cathedral, okay? It's got this massive granite structure, it's massive it's absolutely ornate and gorgeous right, I mean everybody knows that Um, these buildings some of these buildings are from antiquity they're amazing you know, and and, and, you know if you don't really have any reason to challenge that idea of, of like, that they were made in the year 1000 or 1500 you know, 1500s you know, or whatever, whatever the claim is, you know, if you're not kind of put in the headspace to question how old things are, then you'd have no reason to suspect that, you know, history is false. But the way that it's being presented, I have to say, OK, is kind of convincing. It's very interesting. If Like I said, even if it's a lie, even if it's fake, even if it's total Internet nonsense, okay? It's still... What a thing to think about. Okay, anyway, so these cathedrals, like I was saying, they have the spires that go up, right, to the sky. Well, they claim that those were drawing energy out of the ether in the sky. And these churches that have, like, these massive organs... I mean, these organs in these cathedrals are like buildings... That themselves. I mean, they're massive, massive, absolutely massive. uh, You know, piece of equipment. Okay, and they'll go up to you know these rose windows, the circular, massive stained glass circular windows in these cathedrals, and oh, I thought this was fascinating. The claim, okay, the claim is that those windows were actually filled in with stained glass but before that they were open and they were like a speaker that went out into the community so that when someone played the organ it actually transmitted the sound out into the community and they drew energy from that somehow or something and Like I said, the spires are up in the sky. They're drawing energy down from the sky. And then there's like this whole explanation about mercury and water. And, oh, I forget what else it was now. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. But like they were harnessing with these elements, with the antennas, with the structures, with the salt water, with all this stuff that they had harnessed energy and they had free energy and apparently, you know, energy that was advanced enough or, you know, beyond anything we understand so much that they were able to build these structures with that energy. So it's you know, I I don't even know what to say. It's one of those things. It's like I said, better than any you know, story that somebody could make up. Like if it's fake, man, what a great story. And what a great plot for a film or something like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. But, you know, check this video out that I suggest, you know, I'll I'll put it down in the bottom so you can click on it, check it out and see what you think. Uh, Maybe you'll be kind enough to leave me some comments about what you think. You know, because I'm not convinced one way or the other. I'm kind of just having fun with this thing, you know, because that's what, you know, happy innovators do. We are open minded and we kind of are able to think in the abstract, you know, we're not hung up or, you know, we're not all wrapped up in like trying to be cool or something, you know, and not appear like we're wacky or something. But we're into the, you know, going further with our thinking and thinking about things, thinking about questions and answers, you know? So check it out and tell me what you think. I won't talk too much more about it because I know well, I've gone off for a while now, but like, I don't want to, you know, misrepresent it. I don't want to mislead you. And, uh, you know, it's not like there's any shortage of things to talk about today. Like, oh, my gosh, like since I made my last podcast, (laughs) I don't even remember how long ago it was, but it was a while. And uh, I apologize for being so inconsistent, but, you know, it's the nature of this thing. You know, I'm not phony. I don't like have to have something every Tuesday. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do that. It it would be fake. You know, I, I make a podcast when I'm ready to talk and I have something to say. So, you know, think about this. Since the last time I made a podcast, Elon Musk, you know, made a bid on Twitter. It's been that long since my last podcast. And what a thing to think about or talk about, right? I mean, I could probably do a whole podcast on just that. That idea of like, okay, now we live in a time when, you know, something like Twitter being bought out And, you know, the censorship, you know, cocoon that Twitter is wrapped in is like going to be undone. And can you imagine? That's amazing. I can't believe it. It's like such good news. You know, it's so lame to try to control people's speech or their thoughts. You know, it's such a stupid, stupid thing to do. And it doesn't matter who it is and it doesn't matter what the thoughts are or what the ideas are. Free expression of ideas. Come on. That's like a basic fundamental thing. You know, forget that it's a right. You know, forget that. It's like it's important to everybody, isn't it? I think it is. I just, oh, I you know, I, I can't believe that that kind of thing is happening. And it makes me wonder about the future a little bit because for a while there, folks, a lot of stuff was looking pretty damn bleak. In my opinion, I was a little bit worried about what the future might hold. Now, I still am, but, you know, I see some glimmer of hope, some lightning at the end of the tunnel, you know? Um, so, yeah, Elon Musk taking over Twitter wow, what what's next? You know, I don't know. It's going to be some kind of thing where there's like tit for tat, you know, right and left. Uh, you know, one guy on the right gets one thing the a guy on the left gets something else. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, it seems like there were just a lot of people, a lot of people who, like me, okay, were fed up With all the cancel culture and all that bullshit that was going on a year ago. And lives being ruined because somebody had an idea. You know, it's so stupid. There's no other word for it. I won't talk about it too much longer, but it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, and I'm glad that that time is hopefully coming to an end. You know, for all of us, you you know, somebody once said, a a very wise person once said that the answer to free speech is not less speech, it's more speech. Like, that's truth, okay? And uh, this stupid kind of like knee-jerk reaction, cultural thing, you know, to somebody saying something that's disagreeable. It's like, uh, you want to shut them down? You want to like destroy their life because they had an opinion about something? I don't know. If you're that kind of person, you better watch out because that same kind of treatment is going to backfire on you. I'm telling you right now, that's what the future will be. Not many people really think that way. Not many people really believe that but it's this thing called karma or what goes around comes around. And brothers and sisters, my happy innovators, you know and I know that that's the truth. You know, it's a cliche. Yes, it is a cliche. What goes around comes around, but it's a cliche for a reason. And I don't know, maybe the older you get, the more you realize that kind of stuff. And maybe, maybe part of the problem is the people that are instigating that kind of like closed-minded, closed society thinking are really kind of wrapped up in something that they shouldn't be. And as they get older, maybe, maybe they'll figure it out. I don't know. I'm not here to teach it, but I'll tell you what, I can feel it and... That's the bottom line, at least as far as I'm concerned. You know, know, it's kind of like, kind of like this idea with gun laws. Now, I don't want to get political on this podcast. I hate it. I think it's stupid and it's a waste of time to do that kind of stuff. However, I will say, just my two cents worth, you know, we have all this stuff going on right now, like, uh, you know, the far right is trying to, Get rid of abortion You know Oh my gosh That's like a monumental topic And I won't go off about What I think about abortion All those kinds of things Because that is not important Especially on this podcast What is important Is that That law That situation That whatever you want to call it Abortion Is Is on the table. I can't believe that I lived to see a day when that is happening, where Roe versus Wade in the United States of America just might be overturned. I can't, I can't believe it. I can't express it enough. Just my disbelief that that's actually happening. It's like, I would have thought aliens would have, you know, landed on Earth and introduced themselves before anything like that would happen. But in this crazy time, here we are, you know, I mean, I still have moments, you know, when I'm just kind of like sitting there thinking, you know, I still have moments where I say to myself, maybe you do the same thing, uh... I I can't believe that Donald Trump was president. Like that happened. Can you believe that? Who would have ever, ever guessed that Donald Trump was going to be elected the president of the United States of America. It doesn't matter whether you like him or not. It doesn't matter whether you voted for him or not. Just think about that. That's pretty outrageous. And now this thing with Roe versus Wade. And the reason I'm bringing all that up is because now with the situation, with the shootings that are happening, you know, recently uh, President Biden is pushing to change gun laws. And uh, it doesn't matter what you're opposed to. It doesn't matter what you think. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about this idea that there's a realistic possibility that something like that might be overturned. Now I will say this about gun laws, okay? Um, I don't think that it's a good idea, okay, to disarm the public citizenry. I think, I think, at least now at this age of what, 51? I'm over 50 years old can't believe it. Um, I think that it's a mistake because when the framers of the Constitution in the United States made those rights when they established them, they weren't talking about like a gun or a weapon to go hunting or for, for sport, you know. The point was They had experienced governmental tyranny on such a level, and their lives were so affected by it, that when they made a list of rules for this new thing called America, this new country they were inventing, okay, it was like number two on the list. Like, it must have really sucked for the colonists when they were being raided You know, uh, and they had no recourse, you know, but by their government. Okay, so in my opinion, I think you know, it's a it's a necessary right. Okay, some people are going to abuse it because they're stupid or they're crazy, and that's the same with absolutely every single thing under the sun that we're allowed to do. You know. There's always going to be some jackass that's going to take it in the wrong direction and really maybe in the long run, try to ruin it for everybody else who happens to be, you know, responsible, not crazy, abiding by the law and whatever. Um, Now, we could go back and forth about that forever. okay? but uh, I, I do understand both sides of the argument. Okay, I get it. I understand it. I just happen to kind of feel a little stronger on this idea of like not doing away with the existing gun laws. I think the laws are there, okay? I would just like to see them enforced. And that's it. I don't think anything needs to change. I don't think we need to add another law. I don't think we need to do anything like that. I think we just need to enforce the laws that already exist. That's what I'm saying. You know, and the the framers of the constitution were not talking about guns for like duck hunting. That's not what they were talking about. They were talking about protection against a tyrannical government. And to be honest with you, for me personally, when I hear people talking like that, especially now, I'm a little suspicious honestly I am I'm a little suspicious as to why are you so anxious to get the guns out of the hands of the citizenry like what what's up like what what's up and you know I can hear my happy innovators on the left you know going off or whatever but you know what come on come on you know it's like it's an opinion you know it's an opinion there's an old saying another cliche you know that opinions are like assholes everybody's got one you know keep that in mind and i'm just an asshole with an opinion that's all i am just another one that's all you don't have to like freak out just everybody chill and let's talk about this stuff that's my point of view and that's what we do here at the singularity podcast You know, it's not a place for people that are single-minded, you know? The Singularity Podcast is for people that like to explore ideas. And I am a person who likes to explore ideas. I mean, by now, I'm sure you all recognize that, right? And I hope that I don't strike you as a particularly you know, close-minded person, okay? I am capable of arguing both sides of pretty much any issue. You name it, and I can argue both sides. That's how I operate. So that's about as close to political as I'm ever going to get on this podcast. You know, I, I, I don't like want to have anything to do with that stuff. I think it's just... A bunch of noise and a bunch of bullshit, you know, from both sides of the aisle. And the truth is found, you know, somewhere in the middle, you know, accurate at least as much as it can be in the center, you know, taking the best idea. Doesn't matter what side it comes from. So, bam, that's it. I don't want to talk about that stuff anymore. But what I do want to talk about. Yeah, I got one more thing I wanted to talk about today and it has to do with sports so, you know, for all you international listeners you know, you might still be able to get something out of this because I'm, I'm not going to talk about the details of a sport or the rules of a sport or who wins, who loses okay, I am going to talk about the, this idea that in the National Football League here in America, football, there are rules about how you are supposed to conduct yourself on the field, okay? Just like any sport, whether it's soccer or whatever, but in football, American football, okay, it's a high-energy, you know, violent sport, and it's very dangerous and you know it's not unheard of for players who have you know worked their entire lives okay to get to the NFL to get to that level and in one split second they get hit funny something you know they get injured and it's game over it a career over for the rest of their lives You know, in a split second, it can happen. It's not unheard of. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens a lot. And they have rules in place, you know, to kind of help protect these athletes from, you know, getting annihilated or getting even killed, you know? I mean, it's that dangerous. It's a a contact sport. And these guys are like, you know, you know physically they're like machines I mean they have spent like their whole life preparing to play this sport like while you and I were like out you know watching movies and like you know being stupid and hanging out with our friends they were in the gymnasium lifting weights I mean it was like that's all they did if you want to get to the NFL to at that level of anything. But if you want to get to that level of the NFL, you have to work all the time. You have to work constantly. You have to devote your life to it. And so they have these laws or these rules that are inside the game so that the players can be somewhat protected. Okay, it's not a melee, it's not a free for all. There are rules, and you have to follow them. And if you don't follow them, people can really get injured. Okay, and it happens. So, there's this player you may have heard of him. His name is Antonio Brown. Okay, now I don't know Antonio Brown, I am not an expert on football. or injuries, or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just a guy who watches a sport and sees something and deduces some kind of hypothesis, you know, of what I'm seeing, you know, discerning what I see, okay? And, you know, last football season, four months ago, you know uh, Antonio Brown who is one of the greatest players in the history of the game, okay Um, and that's not just me talking, that's statistically and you know uh, all the talking heads all the professionals you know, the the professional opinions uh, they all agree, Antonio Brown is supreme he's at the top You know, he's, uh, somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and, uh, this past football season, famously, Antonio Brown stormed off the field. He tore his uniform off. (laughs) Can't believe this happened, okay? But it did. You can watch the video. I'll leave it. I'll leave a link down below so you can watch it. But, uh... You know, in a fit of, I don't know, frustration or whatever, on some level that has never been uh, demonstrated by any other player in the history of the game. uh, This guy in the middle of the game tore his uniform off and ran off the field. Okay. And, you know, there were people that were laughing about it. There were people that were outraged. Uh, He's a disgrace to the sport, all that kind of stuff. Okay? And on the surface of all this, it kind of makes sense that people would think that way. You know, if they just judged it by what they just saw. This guy tore his uniform off and he ran off the field in the middle of a game. You know? But if you dig a little bit, you know, check it out for yourself and. Do your own, do your own, do your own research. (laughs) Do, 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 do your own research. 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 And you research a little bit about that situation. You find out, okay, that a few years back, Antonio Brown was a phenomenal person, a phenomenal player, and on and off the field, okay? And then, one time in a game, okay, there's a player, his name is Vantes perfect okay, and I believe at the time he was playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, and Antonio Brown was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there was this illegal hit that Vontaze Burfect did on Antonio Brown, and he hit this guy square in the head with his helmet. Now that's against the rules. Okay. And everybody knows it, but not only is it against the rules, it's really, really dirty and it's really, really dangerous. And you can watch the footage for yourself. It's probably a small miracle that Antonio Brown wasn't killed, okay? He got hit that hard. He got hit like that funky in the head, straight on with this guy's helmet. They call it spearing, I think. Um, And it's really dangerous to do. You can really hurt somebody, okay? And it's my opinion, okay, that Antonio Brown, after that event, okay, he began to change. And his behavior went from being like really kind of straight-laced and professional to just gradually like more and more outrageous. And it makes me angry because... This guy was kind of, in my opinion, okay, this is only my opinion. This guy was kind of robbed of a future by this event. Now, there are people that will say, no, that's not true. You're crazy. That's wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I understand. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I don't. I'm not an expert. I'm not. But I know what I see. And, oh my gosh, I mean, do you need me to tell you that this was the beginning of a very, very bizarre uh, future for this amazing football player, okay? And it makes me angry because uh, the NFL, the National Football League, just refuses to kind of stop this, this Vantes Perfect guy from doing stuff like that. I mean, he just has injured so many players like this, and it's dirty, and it's illegal, and he gets, you know, suspended for a game, and he gets fined, and all that stuff, but after, like, you know, what, five or, like, ten incidences like this, don't you think it's time to make a change? You know, do you think it's fair that this guy should be allowed to play anymore. I mean, it's like if you are playing dirty like that over and over again, and there's never any real consequence for that kind of behavior, then why would anybody ever stop? Or why would anybody refrain from breaking that rule? You know, because it's against the rules to do that to people. And, you know, he's got this, laundry list of people behind him in his career that are done you know he ended careers because he played dirty and they go like oh he's the dirtiest player in history like it's something to be celebrated but it's like dude at this point isn't it like attempted murder or like i mean isn't it kind of like on the edge of that You know, and shouldn't the NFL take responsibility for that and kind of say, hey, you know, this Antonio Brown guy, there's something wrong. He got hurt. His brain. okay, his brain clearly, clearly got severely injured. And I'm a guy who, you know, is not a professional athlete. I'm a guy who only sits in the stands and watches the game, but it is abundantly clear to me that something went wrong with Antonio Brown. Something happened. And somebody's got to be held responsible for that because this guy's got children, he's got a family. I mean, if this guy's brain is as damaged as I think it might be, these children, his kids were robbed You know, their dad was taken away on some level, you know, on some level. I feel very strongly about this, you know, because I see the footage and, you know, every once in a while it comes into my feed and in a roll and I'll watch it and I just can't believe it. I can't believe that that was ever acceptable in any way. And I can't believe that after like, you know, a zillion times of this Vontes Perfect doing this to people on the field of play, like, why is he still on a team? Like, what is going on there? I get it. It's a contact sport. It's a mean game. I mean, people get hit, they get hurt. I mean, it's rough stuff. And when you're at that level, forget about it. You know, it's like, it's serious business, man. Like I said, careers are ended in a split second. A guy gets hit the wrong way, and his leg does a thing, and that's it. No more football for Joe. He got hit in the leg, and it's done. You know, that's how it goes. Um, I can't believe that the, uh, the NFL hasn't done anything about that. It's almost like they're afraid... To kind of take responsibility for it, because if they do, like if Antonio Brown, if it, like if it's proven scientifically or whatever that severe damage was done to him illegally, you know, uh, that they're going to have to be like culpable for all of that kind of stuff that's happened in the past to other players and the players in the future. Like they don't want to pay. You know, because it's about money, you know, and money makes people do really weird stuff. OK, like that, where to me, it's abundantly clear that there's something being kind of swept under the rug or avoided, you know. And I don't know. Like I said, as a guy sitting in the stands watching the game. I don't know. It's, it's pretty clear to me that there's something wrong right there and it seems to me i guess this is the weird part it seems to me that no one's really talking about it at all ever you know they'll laugh about this guy tearing his uniform off and running off the field because it is funny it's a funny idea i can laugh at that but when you really think about it it's really kind of sad and it's a loud cry to somebody like something's wrong here and somebody needs to do something about it because you know what this guy Antonio Brown whom I don't know or whatever technically have no right to be talking about it but this guy has made a lot of money for people you know a lot of those fat cats at the NFL have made a lot of money from that guy you know And they owe it to him. They owe it to him and his family to make sure that he's okay. And here's the thing, you know, which sucks about the times we live in. Like, why do I have to say it? I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why do I have to be the one who says it? Shouldn't they be saying it first? You know, these people that have bought a yacht with the money that he made for them. You know, it's like, come on, folks. I don't know. In my opinion, it's one of those things. Now, I love football, and so does my wife, and we love watching football, but year by year, little by little, it's starting to kind of really wear on me. You know, it's one of those things where I'm starting to kind of see that it's not really where it's at anymore. You know, football used to be one thing, it's become another, and I don't know, will I stop watching football? Mm, Not right now. Uh, Will I watch football forever? Probably not. So, anyway, I'm going to get a sip of my coffee, hang on. I got a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee today. A little plastic sippy top, you know, one of those things. Oh, man, is that good? And I've been yapping. I'm really kind of uh, putting my foot down and poking holes in the air with my finger as I'm talking today, right? Yeah, the idiot has something to say, but I do want to say one more thing. Uh, It's really kind of funny because You know, there's an expression that goes, when it rains, it pours, you know, and that's really kind of like true (laughs) in my life, because, you know, over the past year, you know, I got a lot of new equipment, you know, and uh, I'm just kind of like getting to know a lot of this equipment and I'm making all kinds of music, just Ideas after ideas, after ideas, I'll be working on a great idea and then it'll it'll spin off into another great idea. And next thing you know, I've got two ideas and then I got five ideas and then I got 10 ideas. So like over the past like six months, I just I'm I'm starting to actually kind of get frustrated because I don't know what I want to do. Like I have so much stuff to work on So much stuff I'm excited about working on That it's this weird kind of frustration, you know and I was trying to explain it to my wife the other day It's like, you know, like when you uh, when, we, when you go to a buffet uh, You know, with food And you have all the choices, you know It's really kind of, to me anyway A little bit frustrating because I love food And I love good food and to have all different kinds of good food to choose from. It's like, where, where do you start and what do you focus on? That's exactly what I feel like right now, which I think is kind of laughable because I mean, I do laugh about it, too, because it's like, oh, poor me. You know, I have too many ideas to work on, but that is uh, really kind of what I'm consumed with. You know, and yeah, I tried to make a podcast last week and I was sick before that, you know, but like I really had to kind of tear myself away from music today to make this podcast. And I wanted to make a podcast. Don't get me wrong. It had been a long time, but I was like, I wish I didn't have to choose. You know, I wish I had like four of me, you know, One would be doing this, one would be doing that, and everything would be getting done. But I I have to pick and choose and kind of prioritize what I want to work on. And I kind of wonder, is it like that for you? You know, for you happy innovators out there, you people who are busy doing stuff and you have all these different things you're doing or whatever your life is like, you know, I kind of wonder, like, am I the only one or is this like something that's common? I don't know. I'm a pretty weird dude. I'm a pretty unusual guy. So maybe I'm alone in this, but uh, I don't think so. So anyway, that's why I've been so, uh, you know, sparse with the podcast and everything. It's like, I just you know i'm working on new pc3 music and the all oh, these ideas are so cool and they're different and they're exciting and i'm working on new pipe choir music and it sounds great i'm really kind of like hitting my stride with some of this equipment and stuff it's going to be a great year or two ahead of us there's going to be a lot of good music and i am working very hard on it and you will be getting some of it really soon um I know I just released the Diodata data for PC three. I hope everybody enjoyed that. It seems to be something that people are kind of putting their arms around and kind of accepting. It's cool to see because I didn't know. I mean, you never know when you release like an album or something, you never know what people are going to think. I mean, you don't. So when people like it, it's always a good thing. And, uh, Oh, man, the level of gratitude I have, too. Just this idea, okay, this idea, I'm going to tell you. It's one of the best things about my life right now, okay, is that when I make music and I put it out there, it immediately gets listened to. It immediately gets snapped up. And I just wanted to tell you, all you listeners, all you happy innovators, one and all, every single one of you, I wanted to tell you, Thank you for that because it really is exciting. You know, and it makes this idea of putting hours and hours and hours into this music really like a lot more fun. Now I would still be doing it if nobody listened. Okay, I would still be doing it. Just like I'm doing it. But there's like that little extra bit of like energy that comes from that idea. Like, I can't wait. for people to hear this, you know. So, and I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm just kind of telling you, just between me and you, you know, sitting here hanging out, drinking a coffee, shooting the breeze, you know, talking. And so, you know, that's all I'm going to say. But I, I do want to get back to my music right now. I do want to get back to the work that I'm doing. And so, uh, yeah, I've been talking for oh, jeez, a long time good nice long podcasts it's been a long time you guys deserve a little extra today and so with that ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna let you go uh have a great week great weekend try to stay safe have some fun and until next time remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy Hey, hey, there, happy innovators, the ones who are so polite and caring and loving enough to stay past the podcast, to listen to some music. I have a pretty interesting uh, thing I want to share with you today. Um, I did a cover version a while ago, probably about 10 years ago. I did a cover version of this song called Ebony Eyes by a singer named Bob Welsh, um, it was from an album called French kiss. It came out like in the late seventies when I was a little kid, but I was old enough to like listen and understand music and stuff. And, um, this album was like one of those things that kind of really hit me when I was young. There was a song on the record called sentimental lady. And there was a song called ebony eyes. And, um, I've always liked both of those songs very much. So, about 10 years ago, I had decided, okay, um, that I wanted to make cover versions of songs that reminded me of my brothers, okay? Now, my youngest brother was a Cure fan, okay? So, I did a cover version of Plain Song by The Cure and I released it. And my brother Steve was a big fan of Black Sabbath. Okay. So I did a cover version of a song by Black Sabbath called Solitude. Now, my brother, that's older than Steven, okay, I did a cover version of Ebony Eyes because my oldest brother likes that song a lot. So, plain song by The Cure. solitude by black sabbath and ebony eyes by bob welsh three cover songs for my brothers because i am for one reason or another missing them right now particularly a lot they're on my mind and i miss them and uh, i thought it would be a cool idea to share with you these three cover songs And just so you know, the Bob Welsh song, you know, Ebony Eyes, the cover version, nobody has ever heard this cover version. For one reason or another, I wasn't confident with the version that I did, and I never released it to the public. But I recently found it, I thought about it, I listened to it, and I decided that I would go back and kind of like... Fix the things I wasn't happy with And then finally put it out there for you guys So Probably somewhere after This podcast I'll release the song To the public But I figured I would start it here uh, Privately With my happy innovators So you can check it out Hopefully you enjoy it So you're going to get three cover songs For my brothers today Plain Song by The Cure Solitude by Black Sabbath and ebony eyes by bob welsh so without further ado here we go have some fun be safe take it easy love you one and all peace out everybody
0: All yeah. right.